were any better, I would explode. Episode 90. 90. Wow. 90. Is that been the same pad you've been using? Or All is along. that a new pad? Oh, really? Same one. That. That's same. amazing. You know, whenever we, we're done with our run here, it may end up in the Smithsonian. <laughs> because <could>. this <laughs> is the foremost premier. <laughs> historical Rocky Files podcast. So well, fun. it has been a eventful weekend. Yeah. It has been huge. But before we get into what's been happening, 1990, what went on in Sylvester Stallone land? Rocky Five. So, Rocky Five. We, this is such a precarious topic. But you know what? Since this is our show, I'm going to show Rocky Five lots and lots of love. Absolutely. Because, you know, when we had Sly uh, with that video that he did specifically for the Rocky Files. That's right. He had talked about his own issues with Rocky Five that he wishes he had done differently. And mm -hmm. one of them was the street fight. And he did a great analogy. You show up for the, what was it, the Daytona 500, and it's in a cornfield. Right. And, and, but. After having four Rockies all in the ring, mm -hmm. I don't know what so I felt you needed something different. Another fight in the ring would have only been that. That's what the critics would have said. Right. I thought the way it went was great. Now, Rocky five. Most fans consider that being a flawed movie. Sure. Mm -hmm. OK, I, Sly will be the first to admit that. But I just don't think it's horrible. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I just enjoy it. And I, I think it's also true to life because a lot of celebrities, sports stars, I think uh, actors and so on, things happen where they lose their money. I, I mm -hmm. could think of MC Hammer. He's one off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, what's his name? Passenger 57, Expendables 3, Wesley Snipes, right? Right. Didn't pay his taxes. Then he had to pay all that money. Then he mm -hmm. went to jail, right? And then you got Willie Nelson. So, you know, these things do happen. And I thought Rocky Five was a great way to just put a little, mm, you know, yeah. cautionary tale. What, what's your thoughts on Rocky Five? Well, I just, I don't think Rocky Five was more about a personal transition or personal growth like he had personal growth in rocky three because he had to transition from mickey over to apollo and all mm. that growth there but this was again so now he's taking on the mickey role for this kid who doesn't really understand what the industry is he's trying to protect him the way mickey was trying to protect rocky yes. he's trying to wear that hat so to if you're playing mickey you're not going to get in the ring you're you're yeah. protecting a fighter and then I've said before, you have to really prioritize. If someone's not listening, you need to stop talking. Like you need to stop spinning your wheels when you yeah. know yeah, yeah. your intent for someone is for their greater good and they're just dismissing right. you. Stop. And he, to me, Rocky Five is about understanding what's really important. That's the lesson. What's really important? Nothing's more important than your family and your son. Nothing. And the thing about that, you're so right. The thing about that is Rocky knew that the whole mm -hmm. time he was failing his family, mm -hmm. he knew there was nothing more important than family. But like he says in that great scene, and it is a great scene, mm -hmm. it's my last chance for him and the family to get back right. what it, what he felt he had right. lost. And yep. so, but he lost his way a little bit in there and he got too mm -hmm. over 
into Tommy Gunn's life and all of that. So, and then Tommy Gunn, of course, did what Tommy Gunn did. But again, Rocky is, did not fail as much as he was just overly trying. He got yes. caught up in the process. Yes. But his intentions were good, you know? Oh, the whole time. But I think there's the lesson there is how long do you hope for someone? You ah. are, it's how long, not that you yeah. don't give your time to people, not that you don't guide, not that you don't do all the things that he did, right? But how long before you step back and say, you know what, he's gonna have to learn it the hard way? Like, and I think that was he was just hoping so much and so hard, and that he's gonna get through, and he couldn't get through, and that yeah. made him crazy. Right, right, totally. And Rocky wow. Five, there, there. People can say what they want about it, but I can tell you this: Sly knows it has its issues. He mm -hmm. would like an opportunity to recut it, and there is a work print that's out yeah. there that was put together. I happen to have a copy of it, and there's some yep. great stories in there. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it is kind of good. The work, print. yeah. I, I will say that. Oh, it is. And Sly, Sly has uh, seen it recently, and he knows that it's pretty good. So, you know that that's the thing. I I hope someday Sly can get around to to recutting it. But, you know, who knows? He's a busy guy. I mean, he's in yeah. Mississippi right now on some bridge filming an armored right? bank robber robbery right. movie. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. But the guy's just got this crazy work ethic. Right. And it's uh, you 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 gotta salute it. You you gotta salute it. Speaking of Mississippi, Miss Carol. While you're there, yeah, needs to find out where the set is and perhaps oh, that's true. Go grab some pictures. I said it to her in a in a post. I'm like, you're in Mississippi. You know what your mission is. So you know, Carol is like a founding member of the yes, Rocky Files is. fan club, right? Oh, so she should yes. be out there and say, "What the Rocky Files? I'm Carol with the Rocky Files. Yes. And I've got an interview for you, Sly. Just bring him, and you never know. Maybe he'll go for it." Oh, Carol. There's your mission, sweetheart. I would love to see her be able to just meet him for her own self. You know what I mean? She's so Stallone faithful in a million ways. But yes, she, she is, is down there. Big week. Oh, this uh, Saturday was a huge day. Oh, was it Thursday or Friday? Was the grand, uh, not the grand opening. It was the opening. The grand opening's coming. It was mm -hmm. the opening of the Sly Stallone shop in Philadelphia, at the base of the Rocky Step. Yeah, I look at it. that. So cool. Um, this was, I think this is announcement. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. From Sly. And That's what Sly wrote. And you can always pause the screen. Anyone, if you guys are watching, just pause it and you can read this if you didn't read mm -hmm. it already. There you go. There's, There's some of the inside. all the shorts, the robes, the Italian cyan jacket, the Ida Tiger jackets on the bottom row there. Uh, they got the Rambo. I'm so glad they got that because some Rambo I, stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wore my shirt so much. I need a new one. So <laughs> next time I go there, I am going to get and you can see on the lower right hand side, you can see the hat boxes. Mm, somebody there. has a uh, hat. OK. Problem. All right. All right. So so here's the thing. I was telling Stacy about the uh, what was the name of the movie? Conspiracy get, theory. Oh, conspiracy theory. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts. I may get some of the facts wrong, but the the, the gist of it is Mel Gibson is this ex spy or analysis, uh, whatever. And right. They do something to him where he is compelled to buy Catcher in the Rye. So he has to buy like eight, nine, ten copies. Right. Whatever copies are in a bookstore, he's got to buy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So check out the movie. It's really, really good. Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts. She's always perfection. Okay. Right. Anyways. Right. Um, so I have a similar affliction. All right. It's the one thing I can't stop. So when I was, I, I'm going to try to be as brief as I can by this. 
Uh, so my first Rocky hat that I had was given to me by my grandfather. This mm. is my grandfather's hat that he wore uh, for years. Okay. You can see it's got the, the striping, the stitching mm -hmm. all right here. Okay. Now this band, this is, this is what the, what's left of the band. The band fell off a long time ago, wow. but, but it's just a Stetson. That's all nice. that this is, but it's made the same way. Like slice was with that mm -hmm. cardboard in there. Okay. Right. So that's, that's this hat. Now <laughs> I bought a dozen hats that were not even close to it. I thought they were. And then when I got it, it, so those I got rid of, I don't have the ones that aren't even remotely close mm -hmm. to it, but I've had a collection. Then I went to Baron's Hollywood hat makers who made the Rocky five hat and made the Creed one and Creed two hats. Right. Now, of course, Rocky's hat is a dark Navy, but mm -hmm. I did not believe them. And this is a black hat. Now you can see, this is the hat I had since I started my tour. Wow. It is really beat up. The inside has been redone with a new leather band on the oh, there, there, this way you'll see. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, this still works. It, 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 it basically, well, I got my headphones on. I forgot I had them on. Sorry. <laughs> and it, so when that crapped out on me, I needed a new hat, right? Right. It was around the same time three years ago when Sly brought out the Rocky Balboa uh, hat for, on the Sly Stallone shop. Now, right. you can see it has this uh, almost charcoal up appearance. It's right. faded. Underneath, you can see, is the darker navy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Anyways... It's so beat up inside that it's <laughs> cracking. The band is cracking on it because I wear it all the time. I had to buy a new hat, of right? <laughs> so you can see how can you can see the two differences? Oh, yes, the new nice. hat, right? And yeah, you can see this is much uh, the much better. But mm. the problem is, all the other hat was an extra large. It was too big, so I had to doctor it up. This is a large. I have a hat stretcher that I put in it and you rotate it and it stretches the band. Ah. So when I put it on, I, it slips on perfectly. So I'll have it sit, nice. sitting like this for a, a few, a uh, few days and it will be ready Perfect. to rock and roll. Yeah. So I came out of there that, and I bought um, three pairs of the Rocky shorts. I bought Rocky two, Rocky three, and of course, uh, Rocky four, the red, white, and blue ones. So, nice. and, you know, it, for me, I mean, it's all the tax write off, right? <laughs> Perfect. Which is great. That's the only way I can sell it to Sue because without that, she's like, really? Really? Another one? Hey, it's the work <laughs> uniform. <laughs> it's the work uniform. I'm sorry. I have to have it. You want me to look my best, right? Right. No, she totally understands. But again, uh, it, that does that does sort of help things. But it was great. So I went in there and I talked to the lady who's running it. And we had Aww. a bunch of mutual friends in common in the Philadelphia uh, area and the businesses and so on, tourism industry. And uh, so we're working, I'm working with them on, they're going to end up promoting my tours via the, the tourism bureau and Wonderful. a whole bunch of, uh, it's great. It's great. So uh, it, it was an amazing day there. Uh, and it was jammed with people. They just mm -hmm. kept coming in. They go in one door and out the other and right. they armloads of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it really is the only place in Philadelphia you can find officially licensed MGM slash Sylvester Stallone endorsed uh, uh, clothing. I mean, that you got to go there, people. Yeah. It's I every single tour I have, they ask me all the time, where can we go? And I always say the Independence Visitor Store because that's really the only other store there. But it's not like it, like they, they paid for the rights for MGM to sign on to it. But it's mm -hmm. not. It's nice <clears throat> stuff. There's like snow right. globes and coffee mugs and a few T-shirts and so on. But the Sly Stallone shop, 
that's where it's at. So nice. check it out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know if they're going to outgrow it because did they, did they sell out in two days or something? I saw a, uh, sell, a sold out post somewhere along the line. I, I did too. Um, I don't know what the merchandising, um, what the level of merchandise is like how, what they have stored. Mm -hmm. I know they had a lot there yeah. when, when I was there. There was a dozen tiger jackets, a dozen Italian stallion jackets, robes, shorts, statues, pancake makers, flip flops, t-shirts, everything. Yeah, the pancake. I'm thinking about getting one, although I may put that down for my Christmas gift list for Sue. Smart. That's a good one. I might. That's I know. A good one. I know. So, anyways, that was a Sly Stallone shop, and just um, Sly, well done on it. Yeah. Well done, my friend. So happy for him. It took him a long time, so I'm, I'm glad that they they were able to do it. Speaking of shops, there's an Etsy shop. There is. Yeah. Do you happen to know who that belongs to? <clears throat> well, I know I know someone in the Kunda family is doing something. Look <laughs> at that. JDK Craftsman. Craftsman. Look at that on Etsy. See I, that center tray right there? I have one of those center trays. Boom. Did you get one too? I did. Look, that really is nice. Look at how beautiful I and know. just the work i mean and i love can i just tell you how much i love that they do this together i know can, they do they, that is so sweet so jay does the woodwork and it's all smooth finished there's no like you couldn't even catch your nylons on here not that you're I wearing know. nylons but you know how some wood surfaces catch everything it's so smooth that uh it wouldn't and then of course all this ocean work Right amazing. Here. And Deb does that. And it looks so real to life. And it's there's like a little sparkly effect in there. It's just it's gorgeous. So I bought that. And I just wanted to tell folks who like that Oceanside vibe that uh, their Etsy store is the place to go. They, they got so much. And we're working off. There's mm -hmm. more things Jay and I are going to work on, too, for mm -hmm. uh, Rocky related. That's non oh, nice. trademark. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I we, we have ideas about picture frames. You know, when people take the tour, they really like the idea. They take pictures of themselves with mm -hmm. the gym rising up and back of them. What if they had a 3D frame with the gym on it? Now, we wouldn't put Ooh. Mickey's poster above. The, we would just have the wooden frame. It would be stained right. or painted or whatever. And it and then the, maybe the skyline of Philly with maybe the tour emblem or something on it. Because fans love that type of stuff. Love they, lo that. they love tchotchkes. Mm -hmm. Stacy, I do. I've been going to Atlantic City for 35 years with Sue, and I still buy a stupid tchotchke at the store every Something, time. <laughs> a, a crab, a yep. lobster that has like a coffee mug theme to it or something. Right. I don't something because I love tchotchkes. And um, I I, I'm not the only one, right? Because you have a good time, so you want to remember that good time. And so we're working on a bunch of things like this. And and uh, so my brother is very skilled, very talented, and mm -hmm. far more than I am. He took his talents in the woodworking phrase and uh, ways. And, oh, beautiful work, beautiful. Yeah. And then I just want to remind folks uh, about our dear friend Roz, who's been on with us twice. Um, she, I want to say congratulations to her. She is in the middle of training for the Philadelphia Marathon. What did she say today? There's 41 or 42 days left. She just eclipsed 18 miles on Saturday. And I would just encourage everybody to go over to her um, Instagram page. She is, it is hard. It's hard. And she's documenting every step of the way. And she's, again, as always, she is such an inspiration that she, I love how she posts 
the hard days and the good days. And she keeps going. So she's just all the things. And then um, I'd like to get her back on after to see how she's done. Yeah. You know, and we could we could kind of go over her journey a little Mm -hmm. bit and Mm -hmm. and talk about that. So, Roz, listen, I don't know if you'd be up for it, but Mm -hmm. uh, Stacey, you think that'd be all right to bring her back? Well, it's funny that you bring that up because Austin has his own uh, fitness story. He he is looking he has lost weight. He is in the gym. Wait till you see him. He's part of the new opener. Um, and I was thinking about Stephanie. I was thinking of a New Year's resolution episode with Stephanie, Roz, Austin, and also Adam James because they all have fitness, weight loss That's journeys great. related to being inspired by Rocky. So right, I kind of wanted right, to right. do like a little group thing. So I have to, they're finding about out about that right now. So <laughs> that's my idea. <laughs> You're always so, thinking. You're yeah. always thinking. Uh, but yeah, so she has, uh, she's raising, she has a fundraiser for ovarian cancer, which she is a survivor of and will continue to be. And so that is her um, mission as she's training for Philadelphia. And we love you, Roz. And I just wanted to, I'll put up um, the link here to uh, support her cause. So what else do we got? That's it. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs> no guests, nothing. I, I'm going to go take a nap. So anyways, goodbye, everybody. Actually, before we go, I do have no? one. I, I want to say congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. They did win. Oh, yes. Look they at that. Five and oh. Five go, and oh. So we're so proud birds. of birds. And then some of us have uh, Eagle spirit and some of us don't. So ah, I put out a little post that said, hey, who's look. your favorite? Who's your favorite player? And I got an answer from everyone about who their favorite player was, except our dear friend in Canada. Tim Wistard was like, none of them. Ah. No, Tim, you know, here's the problem with Tim. Here's the problem with Tim. Tim, uh, Tim, I'm not supposed to. Tim and I went drinking one night. We had oh. uh, some uh, wild turkey and some Southern comfort. And uh, Tim invited me up. There was this little pub called uh, Out of the Way, A. Eh? And uh, so we, <laughs> we went up there and we were sitting there. And he said, Mike, you know what? He goes, I don't want you to tell anyone this. He goes, but I really am a closet. Philadelphia Eagles fan. He goes, the problem was, he goes, I bet a lot of money on Ron Jaworski many years ago and I lost. He goes, and I couldn't forgive them. He goes, but I always pull for the Eagles. So Uh, Tim, I know secretly you do mm -hmm. love the Eagles. You always pull for them. And since you can't chime in right now, well, I guess you could chime in on the chat. Let's see. (laughs) Stacy, is he talking? Oh, there he goes. It looks like he's talking right now. Look at that. Tim, I'm only teasing. Of course, it wasn't Wild Turkey. It was Jack Daniels. And so, you know, we will uh, we will correct that. So and uh, happy, happy Canadian. Oh, yes. Right. Everybody, which is today. Happy We're recording Canadian. Monday. Yes, yes. Yes. I forgot that. Everyone up I there. Did. I can't wait for our Thanksgiving because, I you know, know, it's October. And this month is the as I feel in my house. Yes. It's the opening festivities, like the Olympic opening festivities for the games. Right. In my mm-hmm. house, it's the opening festivities for the Christmas season. Oh. They start the month of <laughs> Halloween and boom, <laughs> off we go. That's when right. do the lights go out outside? When do outside, you do? Yeah. They'll go up probably, I would say, the first week of November. They won't go on for a little bit although this year because it's a lot of work and because i'm very busy with my tour right so what we're gonna do is i'm I'm thinking see last year i did something different i left the lights on all the big trees so i have about 12 sets of lights per tree 
So you got to, and I don't know what, 20 feet per set, whatever it per is, 25 tree? feet. Yeah, so buy big trees. So I have to roll up each light and then I tuck them away. So it takes me a day to decorate the trees. So I just left them up. Now, in the wintertime, when it's like February and you pull into the driveway, Sue goes, oh, those trees look horrible with the lights on them. I just I just don't like them at all. She doesn't sound like you in the face. She doesn't sound like she's not going to see this episode. Screw it. (laughs) (laughs) And she sits across from me and she throws popcorn at me or something. (laughs) No, but so I said, okay, yes, I admit it looks a little trashy right now. I said, however, by April, the leaves will be in. You won't see it. And then she forgot about it until we had a big winter storm. And there's strands of lights hanging off the trees. So I had to go through and fix them anyways. But anyways, it, it it will go up November. And probably the second week of November, I'll start hitting the lights. Testing. Testing the lights. Testing the lights. Yes. Yes. Anyways. Hey, Stace. Hey. We're out of here or we got a guest? What's no. the deal? <laughs> no, we got quite a guest who we, we wanted we specifically for 90 in a Yeah, week. we do. I, I, I put a request in you did. to upper management to bring <laughs> bring this guy in because yeah. this guy coming in, uh, he's somebody he's somebody I've followed for, for a number of uh decades. Um before social media, I was aware once I first got online, this mm. little thing called the internet that nobody thought would ever take off. I <laughs> right. would always, I don't even know if Googling was a thing back then, right. but I would go on, I would look for anything Stallone related. And of course, it, the internet was much, it was in its infancy. And one name kept coming up Jade Roberts. Yeah. Jade Roberts. And I thought, Jade Roberts, what the hell kind of name is that? Cool well, name. yeah, this is something I have had a huge question about, and only the man himself can answer, Jade Roberts. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk a great deal about Jade's career and how he figures prominently in the Rocky universe. Stacy, would you bring him in? Hey, there he is. Look at that. Nice. Hey, yo, how Looks you doing? Good. Hey, yo, Mike, you're supposed to be on set. We're shooting Rocky 5. I'm sorry, 15. Rocky than ever. Exactly. See, this is the problem. We, us, Rocky impersonators, Stallone impersonators, we've taken so much virtual punches over the years. We forget our math skills at times. Exactly right. But could you imagine? Could you imagine if there was a Rocky 15? It would be years after (laughs) Sly is like, he's like retired and, some beautiful Florida beach and right. you and I come in and you and I are in like a retirement community. And because <laughs> we've been playing Rocky so much, we think we're the character and somehow we're in our wheelchairs going around and we oh, see a God. guy who reminds us of Apollo Creed and we go after him. And all of a sudden Stallone's in the same retirement home that we're in. Like this would be a great movie for Rocky five. It would be great. It's the 15. See, I just did it. Yes. I just did it. Rocky five 15. <laughs> Hey, and I'm ready. I, I met, got mixed gym here. Nice. No, man, I just, you know, hey, we should do so. Actually, we should do something together. That would be a riot. Totally. Could yeah. you imagine that? You know, I used to always think in the beginning that I you know, I looked like maybe Stallone's nephew or his younger son or something way, way back. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got you, and you're younger than me. Hey, you know, we got the whole gen- all these generations of Rocky. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It really is something how this character has affected um, 
fans, not only across the world, but specifically you and I. So I want to mm-hmm. jump right into it. For those of you who don't know, Jade Roberts, is he's an actor, uh, but he's also a Sylvester Stallone um, tribute artist, impersonator. There's a lot of different terms out there, what, what it's called that we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, Jade, before we start, I have got to ask you about your first name. Was that your birth name? No. The story behind that. Do we do we have a few minutes? We yeah. <laughs> of course. All right. The story behind that. There's a man, and he still exists. He was my first manager, agent slash agent. His name is Ski Lawrence. So with a name like Ski Lawrence, wouldn't you expect an unusual name? Hey. Right. <laughs> right. So my birth name is Kevin. Okay. He comes into my life and he says, hey, you look like Sylvester Stallone. We can make some money. I was an actor. I was a stuntman. I was on soap operas in New York. And he's from New York. you know. So he, and I'm here. In, I'm in Dallas. I'm in Texas. I'm working as a bouncer. Right. He befriends everyone. Yeah. And I'm thinking, who is this? What is this? Who is this con artist? But all I could think of is no one is. This is before the Internet. You're talking about the Internet. Before the Internet. So we would send photos out trying to promote. That was it. To the agencies. You know, mail them. Actually, I snail mail. He comes up and he says, hey, I can help you out. I'll just charge you a small percentage, but we need to come up with a better name. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with my name? Okay. He says, you're playing an Italian character. Kevin doesn't work. So you think of some names and I'll think of some names. And he comes back the next day. I have no clue. I haven't come up with anything. <laughs> and he, says, <laughs> he says, I was thinking Slade Roberts, but it's already taken. So how about Jade <laughs> Roberts, Jade Roberts? And I'm like, wow. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Hey, if we can make some money, I don't care. I guess. I guess. Right. <laughs> so, and then, of course, then I found out mostly it was female. It was a female name. It was a lot of right. females named Jade, you know, yeah. but it was different, unique. So that's it. He, he lives in Salt Lake City. He still exists. We're still great friends. Yeah. He was oh. my first manager agent. We went to Italy together and did a whole nice. tour and everything. So as a kid, you didn't have the repercussions of a name like Jade because I was just telling Stacy, mm-hmm. Jade to me is equally as hard to live with as a child as right. Sylvester is, right? right? Yeah. Well, good point. Good point. Yeah. And I, I was wondering how. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So what were you in your early twenties uh, when I that was, happened? Uh, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, yeah, mid twenties. Mid twenties. Okay. 20, I was about twenty six, and. Uh, I was working in this nightclub and I, I was doing some acting lessons and I'd already done some, uh, won some lookalike contests, but I, I just didn't get, I wasn't getting the gigs. I was trying to figure out how to get, how to get booked because people were constantly telling me I look like Stallone, yeah, you know, Mr. Stallone uh, since I was in high school. So, you know, and I kept hearing, I kept hearing it. And I thought, you know what, instead of being teased, make it a tease, make it something positive. Right, so then right. I started you know, pursuing it as, as a, a way to, to, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of a challenge in yeah, the beginning. Yeah. And I, and as a, as a kid, I had a tape recorder, so I already did voices. I loved doing voices. I wanted to be a DJ, I think, uh, an announcer. And so I worked on voices. And when the movie first came out, this friend of mine and I, good friend, we went to the movie and came out and we we're both doing the voice. And it was like, Okay, yeah, absolutely. I could do a little of the voice, you know. And my friend was, you know, he was like, 
I, I can't, Bob, I can't let you do a better Rocky than me, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. So to me, you, in both of our lives, yeah. your grandfather and my grandfather played a very prominent role. Your grandfather had an old tape reel that you used. Yes. You tell, tell us a little bit about that, how that, how you got into doing what it is you're doing. Okay, the tape part. So first of all, I was thinking about this earlier, and I've done a few interviews, not too many podcasts or interviews over the years. But I thought, how did I get into this, uh, the entertainment business? And I was a shy kid. I was not someone that was looking for attention. I didn't sign up for, for drama in high school. Mm -hmm. I was a, a kid with a kind of a, I enjoyed, and I had a talent for the voices, and that was funny. And then in high school, we would joke around and do skits and we actually made some films, a Super 8 film, and we go back with a cassette player and do the audio. The ADR was a cassette player, and we try to match it, you know. But sure. my first one was a reel-to-reel. -reel. Like you mm -hmm. said, I had a reel-to-reel -reel that my parents had and a little microphone with a cord, and I would, you know, say, this is WKR3, Cincinnati, you know, you know, Market, nice. Michigan, whatever. And uh, I just didn't love doing that. So I didn't really do any entertainment. I was doing things with my friends okay. when I was in high school, but I never dreamed. Like I said, I didn't really pursue it until I started getting the in uh, in college my first lookalike contest. That was my taste. Now this is interesting. Now you you go as a kid, you get a super eight millimeter film uh, camera. You're putting it together with the tape uh, reel. You're you're having experience and exposure to yes. this acting. And yeah. this is this is what sets you in drive. It's not Rocky. It's no. the acting bug that right. hooks you. Right. Wow. Exactly. It wasn't Rocky. It was it was the acting bug. And then <clears throat> uh, when I um, when I, I worked at a movie theater. Okay. okay, that's another important thing. Yeah, I worked at a movie theater when I was going to start in college, and I was a, a doorman, an usher. And then I became a projectionist. For those couple of years, I saw all the movies. I saw, you know, uh, Burt Reynolds and and uh, 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 the Star Wars and Superman, the first Superman. All those movies came out. Grease, uh, well, uh, Saturday Night Live, of course. And, of course, every, you know, most people would just love to be on the movie, right? Who wouldn't want to be in a movie? Most people went, wow, that would be really cool. Well, we started doing it at the movie theater. I had a friend who was a Ronald McDonald guy. You know, oh wow! Come on. He also was a part-time magician named Bill. His name was Bill, and he says, "I got this camera here. Why don't we shoot some stuff as you as Rocky?" And so I dressed up, you know, sweatsuit and little hat, you know, the little toboggan, you know, and the knit hat. And then he had a bag of popcorn on the roof. And so <laughs> my first Rocky film is we punch in a bag of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, love it. That's great. And then guess what? Star Wars came out. They needed someone to play Darth Vader. Well, I was tall. Oh. They came up with this very rudimentary costume with a mask, and they put me in the mall, had me walk around the mall as Darth Vader. Well, <laughs> we had great. access to the Darth Vader outfit, right? So what yeah. does Bill say? Hey, let's shoot something with Star Wars with you, Darth Vader. <laughs> so we went to my – my sister was managing another theater. We went to that theater, and we did a, we did a silent movie with me – in the projection booth with Star Wars on in the screen, it was off hours. And then I would, and I, I was a, um, I did slapstick. I was falling, tripping, 
flipping my, you know, the, oh, the Darth Vader robe on stage, dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was my first acting, kids. That was it. That was, that was right? great. You know, the, but I, I was just, in, I was encouraged by, and then I was always told, I go to a bar, yo, Adrian, I hear yo, Adrian, you know, I'm in my 20s. Right. I'm like, what? And it would kind of tick me off, you know? And then in high school, the, the guys would call me, called me Kevin Balboa and Rocky Roberts. So oh. I was constantly being encouraged until I went to Auburn University, a lady from the Holiday Inn, working at Sears and Roebuck. Yes, you were. Right? You, in you the know, men's department. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you, you picked up on some of the stuff I put out there. Right? Of course. Uh, yeah. So I go, I go to the Holiday Inn, and it's 50 bucks. I bring all my friends. She goes, you're gonna win. You know, we people don't look like anybody. You're gonna win. You she kept she told me like three times. Yeah. It was in Columbus, Georgia. Auburn's like you know 20 minutes away. Okay. And I, I won first place. The, the guy, the other guy, there was a bunch of drunks, you know. And uh the radio station was there. Hey, can we interview you? You do the voice too. Absolutely. So what's Buck is doing outside? Oh, he's outside right now, and I'm about to give him a good bone. You know, Buck is likes a really good bone. You know, I don't settle for those cheap bones. I got to give him a really good bone. You know, what I mean? you know so they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, rock takes a lot. So that was my first experience with all this stuff, you know, trying to do something with it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and I want your, your, uh, <laughs> your movie, your, your documentary was amazing because I could, oh, relate thank you so much, so much to that, you know, just, just when you went to those first appearances and you're like oh. nervous, you're like, okay, oh. I'll do a good job. Here we go. I know exactly how that feels, right? Oh mm -hmm. my God. And the thing is, is when we went to we went to Ohio, it was yeah. the most unrocky city in the world. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cared yeah. about Rocky. And this guy who was a very nice guy. He had this Italian Mama Roberto's he had this nice restaurant. No, this is a blue-collar working town, okay? Mm -hmm. It's Friday night. Nobody wants to be bothered. They're taking their families out to get caught up on the week. And here I am. This guy brings me in. He doesn't realize the self-awareness thing. Nobody yeah. cares. They don't want to be, they want to have like an Elvis, a sweaty, ugly Elvis impersonator come around. Hey, baby. <laughs> Much less a Rocky guy. So they, it was alone night. They bring me in. It was in the middle of filming The Pretender. It was an utter disaster as it's in the movie. And, but there is a thing of perseverance. Yeah. And that is the thing that I think you can really relate to. I yeah. can relate to uh, our mutual friend, Eric, who is Willis, who was Willis's stand. Yeah, so right. long. We yeah. can relate to those, mm. those either early days or those times, even when we're well-crafted in what we do, but it's not working for anybody. And you're like, right. but you're, you're paid to be there to do it. And you've got to, you've got to not, you've got to let go of all the insecurities and you got them. I got them. We all got them. And you've got to deliver. How do you do that? Where do you go in your mind to succeed? <clears throat> well, that reminds me of a quick story. Um, I may not have even remembered to talk about this story because it's not a pleasant experience of one of my first gigs. And it was in an Italian restaurant in the Dallas area called what? The Italian Stallion. No, really? Yes. And it was owned by this uh, Hispanic fellow, and he was known in the restaurant business. It, I think the statute of, limit, statute of limitations is gone, but I and so I can say this. Yeah. I think he was a. I think he was like arraigned for um, a violent. Let's just say a violent act against someone, maybe okay. someone in his family or something. 
And so I knew about this. So I, I was kind of careful. And it may not have been as bad as it, like, it was a rumor or whatever I heard, because I didn't research it. So anyway, we go to Italian saying, I go, I get hired to this restaurant. He says, I want you to dress up. You got your Rocky outfit. <clears throat> so I didn't have a Rocky outfit. I had to borrow it from a guy who had old Chicago pizza in Arlington, Texas, who had the Rocky three, the gold robe, right? Okay. Like, correct. Rocky three, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. With Talia standing on the back. He had the motorcycle, gloves, everything. And I had, to, and I think I even had to try, he had everything. He, he got it from an auction or something. So I was dressed. I had to borrow it. This restaurant had hardly anyone in it. And it just so happened the owner wasn't even there when I was doing this thing. And it was like, I think, I think it was one day and one night, like several hours. We had agreed on a price. The only one right. there at the end of the day and in the night was the manager, this um, very nice lady. The first thing I had to do, guess what? The nightmare of standing out front with a sign on the road. Oh, oh. Christ. <laughs> what? It's like you're one of those guys, come get your taxes done at Liberty Taxes. I'm flipping the sign, oh. yeah. yeah. They're dressed up like the Statue of Liberty, right? Oh, my. I'm out there and I'm in my Italian stallion outfit. Um, wow. And uh, people are beeping and stuff. And I don't even know. And it was kind of a rural highway area. It wasn't like it wasn't like downtown from there were a lot of people. It was right. like, hey, come on. So I was out there a couple hours and I go inside. Now, God. just to talk about the discrepancies between me and Mr. Stallone. I'm taller. I'm younger, but I'm taller and I have a different build. I'm not built like you got more a slice built. I, I, you're more stocky. I'm more of a tall. I'm more like Dolph yeah. Lundgren. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Build, right? right. So, so I'm, and I don't have the biggest calves either. Not, not that's not the slide does either. I know. So this guy's at the bar and I'm doing my, now I haven't done this a lot. Remember, all I've done is look right. like this. So I, I'm walking around. Hey, yo, how you doing? This, so there's a guy at the bar. There was, maybe there were 20, 30 people in the restaurant. Yeah. And he, he looks over at me. He's got his beer and he's old, this old you know, redneck Texan. And he says, that Salone's in better shape than you are. <laughs> Christ. And I'm like, oh my God. Not only am I like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, this isn't the best, you know, I'm not getting the best recept. Kind of like that restaurant you went to. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't even remember what I said. I, I would, I don't know what I said. Um, but I just kind of, I just kind of went, Okay, hey, thanks a lot or something. I don't know. And I just walked off. But so at the end of the night, here's another thing. He, they paid me like half of what they promised. Oh, come he, on. He paid me in cash. He paid me cash. And she was, and I said, wait a minute, this is only half of it. He she says, Well, this is all he told me to pay you. I was like, oh man. So I had my feelings hurt a couple of times, wasn't getting the pay, and wanted to wring the guy's neck, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hmm. He's been indicted for possibly uh, violent acts against someone without me saying exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because right. I don't know. Maybe see right. this interview. So, so I'm not even, I, you know, and it may not have been true. Okay. Right. But no, no, no. I, totally I believe that. But the image in your mind, you're imagining baseball bats, lead pipes, 
and broken right. thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Gazzle. the, the, local, the local mafia. You know, this right. is back in the eighties, and uh, yeah. I ran into him later. I was working a trade show, and he had his kids with him, and we took pictures. Um, but and I didn't, I didn't want to bring. Hey, by the way, you cheapskate. You still owe me two hundred bucks. You know, yeah, right, break your right. Phone. You know, no. <laughs> so, Jesus, so yeah, man, man, I got you. I understand, Mike, totally. So that's why I could relate to to the because we we've done that, you know. And I've had, I've done movies, and I've done um, what's uh, Rambo Grams, where you show up, <laughs> yeah, and you show up, and the women are there, and there it's a farmhouse, it's like a warehouse, and they're having a party. It's like a bachelorette party, and they're going, "Hey, when are you gonna dance? Aren't you gonna take your clothes off?" Nah. Hey, lady, I'm doing Rambo. I'm not a stripper, all right? Right, right. You know, and I'm and I, like 75 bucks or something. You know? Yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so. so that, so now, Jay, did see that that begs to 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 bring up the next point. Uh, one of the things I'm very uh, famous for talking about is what does a Rocky impersonator do? We all know an Elvis impersonator. We know what they do, right? That's easy. Yeah. But a, a Rocky impersonator, you really get, so you get that figured out. What does a Rambo impersonator do? I mean, he kills people. I mean, what what do you do other than just showing up and, and looking? Now you have to interact because you're being paid. That's a heavy thing to carry, man. Yeah, it's more it's more physical. So it's more like mm -hmm. uh, what is Rambo doing in the movies? Yeah, uh, he says a few words, you know, like uh, what does he say to Jesus? They drew first blood. So mm -hmm. I do a mystery dinner show with this group called Celebrity Mystery Theater. And we've done it for many years. We've done it at local restaurants. We've done it for corporate events. And I play one of the uh, characters, you know, one of the characters that actually is potentially the murderer uh, in the in the show. And I do Rambo with a wig, of course. Of course. And uh, the, the, the lines are kind of funny. They're okay. Like. I come in and I say, hey, what is this place? Oh, hey, lady, I'm kind of hungry. You, you finish with the meatballs? I've been paddling down Turtle Creek and surviving or whatever I can find. You know, uh, things with the shells on their back and they snap at you and everywhere. You know, what are they called on Turtle Creek? And then in Austin Powers says, turtles? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they was armadillos. I don't know. But hey. I, I heard them, you know, Mar I was, so, and then I talk about Marilyn Monroe or Cher. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, uh, wouldn't feel this way, but I like consider myself sensitive. So I go over there to see this piece of crap because nobody dumps a weapon of mass distraction like Marilyn. I come up to this room and there's people, uh, this guy's in the room and I say, hey, you're going to apologize? I might have to cut your lungs out. I'm handing them back to you on a blade. And uh, he sees it my way, you know, so that kind of thing. So you kind of, yeah. you got little you know, plays little, on the personalities of the character. Yeah. See, I love that. I, I yeah. think that's very, very interesting. And I would imagine a dinner theater would love that. They see you, they see Columbo come out, Austin Powers and so on. This is a very entertaining night. And that would be a lot of fun. I, I could imagine that. Stacey, yeah. wouldn't you enjoy something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you're, it's, how you're sort of dedicated to Stallone and Stallone's all of Stallone's characters, you know, and I have so many pictures here and as you've been talking, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I want to show off some of these. Stacy, Stacy, young lady, we need your input. We need your input. She, she's a, smarter a, than the both of us put together, Jay. Trust me. This isn't a stag show. This is, you know, we the, the lovely lady that puts oh. me. 
Yeah, I think no. she runs this whole operation, basically, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> oh, she does. Oh, yeah. I've known it. I've known it. It's good. Thank you. She does oh. a great job. Anyway, Stacey, so what were you thinking? Yeah, it, not, there's a lot of different characters, right? This Stallone yeah. is done, but you want it, the, you're only going to get hired for the popular ones, right? Right, yeah. right. Now, Stacey, you said you had some pictures. What do you I got? do. I do. Well, first of all, I think it's interesting when you said that guy said to you, well, Stallone's in better shape than you. Well, you took care of that. <laughs> right here oh yeah that <laughs> okay. one. Whoa, you snagged that one. Oh, hey look yeah. at her you got it, you you went to my face I did. the ball oh, I told you that one. the one that one there obviously yeah much younger that was in italy guys that was really nice yeah that That's was i worked for that company and and i did i did rambo that was a rambo gig so right right okay modeling yeah, and that one, that was a photo taken by Ski Lawrence, my man. Oh, neat. That was oh, okay. a first gig, yeah. Oh, that was, <laughs> it's kind of blurry. I've, You know how pictures get when you try to uh, move them around and send oh, them. Oh, that yeah. was it. That was literally. I know where that oh, is. Yeah, yeah. All right, now let's let's hold, go back to that one for a second, Stace. Sure. All, All right. right. So, so you're in the Here. Coliseum. Yeah. So now tell me the clearance you have to get to get a bow and arrow. <laughs> right. And what do tourists do? <laughs> is this is it? This is pre 9-11, right? Yes. The 1986. OK. All right. So, so take us through this moment. So the uh, the man that hired me, his name was Michelangelo Giuliani. Wow. And Polish I was on name. Nice Polish name. What's that? Yeah. Polish That's name. <laughs> Mike, but I meant to ask you, so you, you're Italian and then a mix uh, or what? Yeah, my father's Sicilian yeah. uh, and my mother is Ukraine-Polish. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I knew that's, it was a mixer. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm more of a mix than that, but I don't. Even, I, I couldn't even I, – I have no available Italian DNA that I, I can pull from. I just basically try real hard. You, know? <laughs> you and me but, both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But anyway, uh, so back to so 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 I was working for uh, right. This was Ron Smith gig back in '86. Mm-hmm. I'd never been out of the country. Ski Lawrence, my manager, talks to him and says, "Look, this kid's never been out of the country. Let's set it up so I go with him and I can be his valet and take care of things." And so Ski got a free trip. He they paid for his his hotel, his food, everything. Wow. Every, and um, we met this guy on set on the TV show named Michelangelo, and he was a famous back then photographer. He did all kinds of photos for Ex- Excelsior magazine, which was kind of like the Playboy of Italy of Europe back then. And so he said, "I want to hire you. Can you stay a few more days?" So I stayed an extra week, and that and that that particular shot there so i came back a month later and i think we shot there yeah because we shot at the roman aqueduct too uh he knew people you know he he was well known so he'd have a club but yeah before 9 11 now the only thing that happened back then 1986 there was a shooting in the rome airport okay and as a matter of fact my relatives were not we were kind of afraid for me to go over there at the time and i had a girlfriend i just met this girl sweet Sweet girl, sweet, sweet Catholic girl. She goes, it's another side story, but she's so afraid. She goes to her priest, whose name was Kevin, and she has, and she buys a cross for me. Right. She has it blessed by Father Kevin for me to go because of the concern about the danger. And when I went to the airport, there were machine Uzis, you know, everywhere that they were all over the airport. But we didn't see any violence or any problems, any activity. 
when we did our shoots and we did we went from uh rome to san benedetto del tronto which is on the adriatic coast to shoot some stuff there uh and it was quite an experience and then i went back again uh and uh, did that's where the posters you know me lifting in the gym uh, yeah yep. so we went to these sporting good places and went to milan and uh you know he got me these he, of course he made most of the money but you know he paid me a day rate that's another long story but anyway, quite an experience but at the end when i came back the second time he's we're in the airport and he starts writing off all the things that expenses that he was charging me for we didn't agree to that but what's i going to do i'm at the airport with machine guns everywhere with a strangler <laughs> guy <laughs> so he goes okay this is for the lamp you broke this is for the uh <laughs> this for that this is for the room this is for food and i said wait a minute you're supposed to pay me day rate plus take care of the expenses he says, oh, no, no, I did not agree to that. This is what you get. Wow. So I got paid like half the second time around. But it was great, you know, experience. And then years wow. later, Miss, Miss, um, she had a title. She was a famous model. And as a middle-aged gal, she sends me a copy of the magazine. I, he never sent me anything. Ah. So I have a copy of Excelsior with me in it. I'm, I'm clothed pretty much. But there were semi-new models with me, you know, like topless or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the Roman Aqueduct, all kinds of play, crazy, you know. And I'm, I'm, you know, with them with the Rambo gun. It was crazy stuff. What an experience for a 26, 26, 70-year-old. Seriously, that's insane. No, really. And, and that's one of the things that I find fascinating about you. And I, uh, I, I have to really, if I was wearing a hat, I would take my hat off to you at this point. Uh, I, I just do want to thank you so much for your, I guess, your courage to step out of being a shy kid to going right. and doing what, right, Stacey? What yeah. you, uh, uh, following a passion that you had. And it just coincidentally happened to start off with a rocky connection. And, and to me, I find it brilliant because I remember being in corporate America and reading about what you were doing. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great if you could make a gig out of doing a Rocky thing? And yeah. of course, years later, I stumbled into it and yeah. here we are. So uh, really, you you really are a part of my own journey. Uh, and just thank you for that, Jade. Honestly. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I mean, I, uh, I, I look, you know, I've been following you since we had internet, Facebook and Instagram and all that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I, you know, and I envy the fact that you live there locally, but I thought, you know what? He's a local guy. He should be doing rock. He should be doing that stuff. And, uh, you know, Pete clients are always going to want, want to spend money on flying you around, you know? So, yeah. but I just, and then the thing you've done with the tour. And so I'm a fascinated by you. I have to, I have to, <laughs> I have to give you a little, 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 uh, uh, uh props here because yeah. my gosh, the things you know, the things you pull out and make interesting about the Rocky character and the whole saga and all the, you know, Stallone's background, you know so much. Uh, it's just, it just only makes everybody that's a fan uh, appreciate it that much more, you know? And so I got to thank you for what you do too, you know, and it's, oh, it's thank it, you. it is a really special thing you know in this thing we call life which is very short you know and very short invite something with a passionate about and you represent um 
someone that and even even sylvester himself calls you like the rocky historian right he has yes. he's labeled you this these things you know he, he's a fan of you so isn't that crazy you were a fan of him now he's a fan of you we're all fans of you if i were to travel back in time and tell my 11 year old self in 1979 right. yeah. where i would end up my head would explode but you see that's the thing kind of like to piggyback what you're saying my thing always was the uh the american indian tradition of oral storytelling and pictures mm -hmm. on the wall so you would tell 10 people a story and those 10 people will tell 20 people and those 20 people will tell 40 people but that's the thing i've been so fortunate and sly has been so graceful to me and nice mm -hmm. he tells me the stories or i do the research and then i pass them on that to me is the best thing i could ever do in the rocky community is just pass on stories because he's not going to be around someday you know yeah. sadly and right. so so to keep that thing alive uh is is one of the greatest things and just thank you for saying that thank you so very 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 much i i, I mean no, that. you deserve more you did much more i just can't think of anything right now at this moment because i got a relaxed brain you know <laughs> yeah right. I, you know in my and i'll just throw it at my age is in my excuse is my age <laughs> Well, listen, at 55, I feel <laughs> the memory pains, okay? And that's just 55. So, yeah. Stacy, yeah. before I go into my the, the next part I want to talk about, yeah. what where are you at? What do you want to bring up? Well, I think what I love, and, you know, who knows what goes on in other bubbles, but you guys don't have this spirit of competition. I love that you cheer each other on, and that is what I've noticed about all of us in this Rocky bubble, you know, like all the runners cheer each other on. They're not competing with each other. And here right. we have two impersonators, two, you know, guys that have dedicated their life to Rocky mm -hmm. and Stallone. Yeah. yeah. And you're cheering each other on and supporting each other because you understand how that inspiration has moved you on the inside. And so now you can, you know, bring it to the world and you're bringing it to the world in Philadelphia. You're bringing it to the world in Texas and, it's just like this big group effort. And I, I just, I love how you're such support. a great segue, such a great segue Stace, because <laughs> Jade, you beat me out twice <laughs> for Michelob and Bud Light twice. Oh, really? You beat. Yes, you did. I auditioned for both. And when I knew you got it, I said to myself, at least it went to a guy I like and admire oh, and respect. God. Right. Totally. No, I sent in the audition. He said that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Stacy, you remember yes. when I when this was going on? Okay, so guys, yeah. what what I, what I'm bringing up right now is Jada Dunn. I had no idea. I know. I know. I had no idea. I know, hey, listen. This literally is my oxygen. Everything that happens in the Stallone Rocky bubble, right? Very rare things get past me. They do sometimes, but very rarely. Right, right. Anyway, right. anyways, you had done in I believe it was the 2021 Super Bowl ad for Michelob organic seltzer or something. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, so <clears throat> Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, right? Superstars. Who knows what goes through their minds when the stakes are this high? When their legacy is on the line. Sometimes you just want a hard seltzer. A hard seltzer with no carbs. With no sugar. Because who needs that? I want a hard seltzer. That's USDA certified organic. With no artificial aftertaste. But in a world where most things seem real, 
Sometimes they're not. Don Cheadle. Man, get off my boat. That's fair. New Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer is real. And it tastes that way. You're not real. You almost, almost fooled me. Lookalikes. Phony. New Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. As real as it tastes. Oh, and I'm not Christopher Walken. So it was the... It was the winter of 20. It was right at the end of that, uh, the COVID year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were doing auditions. Obviously, uh, everybody was used to doing them uh, you know, on Zoom or Skype or something like that. Right. right? So we did. So uh, I had, someone had reached out and um, and then reached out to other lookalikes that I know, because it was just basically celebrity impersonator. It wasn't a yeah. Rocky casting, right? It was just yeah, right. a Stallone or anything. It was just a general impersonator and um you know i was kind of shy you know because a lot of times you audition i don't i don't have an agent i don't i don't audition for things regularly i i kind of i got away from that going back to me being shy and also just being tired of um um the uh not the rejection but the time it takes to put into auditions you know it's, it's yeah time, right right and so i was really surprised that i got chosen um and i was elated of course and um uh, flew me out and the interesting thing about that was uh my friends you know this so the movie the starving games made a lot of friends for me an arnold friend a bruce willis friend that you mentioned eric a jason statham jason stanley um and then gene williams chuck norris so we had the five of us were uh across the front of you know the scene that we had in the starving games the parody of the hunger games where we played the expendables so all, everyone auditioned pretty much not everyone but most uh i got it and then when i went out there the first thing they had me do was they took me with a car to get a COVID test okay yeah and i and, and i hadn't had one and with the 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 uh q-tip up your nose that sort of thing. Mm. uh and then uh, and then it was it was a cool shoot you know it was costuming and it was kind of like it was like fright it was like flying on Friday and Saturday you get fitted. Right. And then Sunday you shoot. And then they kept me through Monday into Tuesday to do another part of it. Um, we did on a yacht, which they ended up tying all that stuff together. But yeah, it was cool. It was one of those rare things you get. And I was very, very, uh, you know, happy. And But and, you uh, run into a major problem. Somehow you chip your tooth. <laughs> that's Somehow, what it did. That's I the, love this. I love this story. You're, you're, go ahead. Just briefly oh touch God. on that for me because I you love know, this what, story, Jade. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I know we could take up a lot of time and find out how you had these little investigative qualities. Don't worry about it. Oh I my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, forget about it. I know some people. I know Tony, who knows Bobby, who knows Jeannie, who knows a guy, who knows two other guys, who know you. So oh, my gosh. It. I love it. Wow. That's so funny. Okay, yeah. So, so, I, so I go, that it's just, it's funny what you're telling me, but also I'm just thinking back, how, how did I get through this, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I go, so that right next to the hotel, there's a mall. And in the mall, You've got shops, you got stores. And so sure. I'm in the hotel for a few days. So I go and buy some things to bring in. And one of the things I bring in is a little yogurt and it's got the little nuts, the crunched up nuts on top of the container. Right. So I'm eating this yogurt and I'm jumping on these little nuts and watching TV. And I hear 
crunch, crunch. And I go, hmm, something popped. Oh. <laughs> and I go, and I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is not a nut. This is my tooth. Oh, that's <laughs> so I look in the mirror and I've got like, <laughs> imagine like a quarter of your front tooth gone. Oh my God. And I'm about to do it. Right before you go to my yes, first I, national commercial. Right. Oh my I mean, god. I've done commercials like regional enough for car dealerships. First national commercial for a major product. Yeah. And I go, so you know what oh. I do? I go, I go, I go, okay, maybe I can fill this in. Oh, first of all, I call the cat, I call the production people and I say, listen, I don't know if you've got a makeup artist or somebody that can fix this, you know, like a you know, right. can do some kind of a you know special uh fix for me. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. You know, we'll shoot anyway, kind of a thing. And I'm thinking, well, maybe you don't see my teeth, but every time I talk, you could kind of, I could. You catch it. Yeah. yeah. So I go and I find some gum. And I'm, let me find the whitest gum I can find. So I came with this idea. So I get some gum, a little piece of, and I chew it up, I get it nice and soft, and I push it out there behind it. Voila, voila, it's fixed. That's it actually nice. fills it in. Yeah, it filled it in. I was like, oh my gosh. And if and I'm like my tongue, is it like no, it's stuck because I pushed it from behind. Yeah, right, so right. Like putty. So that's what I used. I used gum to fill in the gap for the commercial. So when you see me walking along and I I don't I just have one main line, you know, the but it being like, feel like you know, natural. Right, right, right. I can't even remember the line now, but it was very, I didn't have a lot of lines. So, yeah. So then I go back and I talk to my dentist, which you found out about. <laughs> and I say, and I, I kept the chip. That's and crazy. This happens to have the chip. And, and, you know, my dentist is amazing. I've known him since the 80s. We worked out at a gym together. And this guy's old school. He's okay. Been, this guy's been through so much. He's had cancer. He's had hip replacement. He wow. said, oh, he's. And he works out all the time, but he's just been through so much. He's a fact of Dr. And Andy, Dr. Andy, only a friend of mine. Anyway, somehow he can do this stuff. So he bonded it. Wow. Yeah. And he saved me thousands of dollars because this is bridge work. What so when you're, thing? when you're in the grocery store, do you walk by the yogurt aisle and just go, son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what I don't ever buy. I don't buy yogurt with nuts in the Never again. All right. So listen, I want to move on because I want to get to Rocky stuff since it's called Rocky Files. But before I do that, one last thing about Jade. I want to hear how you evolved into the gym, Jade Fitness, all that. Mm. I want to hear all about how did this happen? All right. So here I am. I'm in my 20s. I... um, I thought I would go back and finish a degree in pre-op, pre-med and, and become an optometrist. My stepfather was president of the American Optometric Association. So my, the, I was supposed to take over his practice in Florida. So as I got, I, I came out to Texas because I worked for my stepbrother in oil and gas business. We were, we were uh, doodle buggers. We went out and looked for oil in West Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. That's how I ended up in Dallas. One of my best friends, his family moved here. He moved here. He kept saying, I'm going to get you a job, get you a job, get you a job. And I had to find my own job. So eventually I got a job at a cable. I was a cable repair guy, uh, meaning the construction part, like digging ditches, climbing poles and all that stuff. I did that for a few months. 
The other guy at the gym says, why don't you come and work at this nightclub? It was called Monopoly's Park Place. It had a big Monopoly board. That's where I met a lot of people at the nightclub. So I get I get this job at the nightclub. I get rid of the cable job. And I meet my first wife. And she's a beautiful uh, young lady. And I meet her. And we're together for a couple of years. And we get married. And guess what? We get pregnant. <laughs> and what wow. am I doing? I'm flying around and I'm pretending to be Rocky here and there doing commercials and doing appearances and, you know, conventions and stuff. And I'm realizing it's just not steady enough income. I'm still working as a bouncer also. So a couple of my friends are in the personal training business. Larry North, who's very famous here locally, and he had uh, North, uh, uh, he had a big infomercial across the country twice. And he did really well, and he now he's retired from that. But I said, you know what? These guys, these good friends of mine, are doing this personal training stuff. So this is back in the 80s before anyone was doing it here. Yeah. So there were like three or four trainers. So I, I signed on. My wife was working at the President's Health Club, which turned to Bally's. Her service manager said, we're starting a personal – well, the manager, a new manager came in. I'm working the door as a bouncer at a, at a, at a, at a fancy restaurant and bar very very clickish you know people lined up for it the guy comes in he says i'm going to do this uh i'm going to do this personal training division and i said yeah I, I, like i told you i'm a personal trainer he goes yeah well you need to come into the office and talk to us because we're going to start this up so i knew i needed to get more steady income that's how i got into the personal training business but it works well with the stallone characters staying in shape Right. right. Hey, take exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, fitness training and uh, the Rambo and the Rocky and all that stuff. So you know, it kind of works well, right? Like, Jade, what is it about the character of Rocky? Why do you love Rocky? How has it inspired you? Um, I'm still, you know, to this day. I am still like, you know, some people say, what do you want to do when you grow up? And then I was like, mm -hmm. you know, people are trying to figure it out. I'm still like, I, I'm still pursuing it. I'm a uh, momentum kind of a person. I, um, I strive for perfection, but I have the patience to keep working at something. So it's, so my goal, when I first started news, okay. When I started in the lookalike business, you know, impersonation and all this. There weren't that many people doing it. Like I said, Ron Smith came out. And he was doing these contests around the country. Yeah. I had won a contest at that Holiday Inn in Florida. But when I, I was working for the cable company and on the radio, this station I never listened to, it was a rock station. And I'm in my in my truck and I'm digging ditches. I'm digging a ditch and I'm fixing cable, doing something like that. I just remember working on a job and Ron Smith, there's an ad and he says, we're going to be at this nightclub. Ron Smith celebrity. And I thought, God sent this to me. What is this? <laughs> I never listened to this channel right. and this lookalike contest. 1983 ish, $100 cash and a contract with Ron Smith celebrity lookalikes. Now, remember, there weren't people weren't doing that. You didn't see lookalikes back in there. Dude. You didn't see them all over the place. They were Vegas soft. and Elvis. That was it. Right, right, right. Yeah. You said, Maybe there were some Madonnas coming out, some Michael Jacksons, but you didn't you didn't see. Okay, so my goal when I first started doing it, I thought, you know, 
I've been told I look like them so much over the years. I want to be the best I can be. That was always my goal. Just, just do as much as I can and just be as yeah. best. At the same time, I enjoyed the acting and if I can get some other roles. But so that part of the Rocky spirit, whereas you don't give up, you give it your best shot. I can identify with that because I'm I'm not a you know I have a decent house, but I'm not a wealthy guy. You know, I still have right. to work. I'll yeah, be right. I figure I'll be working till I'm 80. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be both. Exactly. Keep oh, right. So I, you know, I feel like I'm more personally like the Rocky character than Sylvester is. Of course, he was like that character before sure. he hit it big. He was struggling, right? Yeah, of he course. Was, and he talks about that. We wrote it, you know, and all. But you know what, Jade? And here's yeah. the thing, Stallone. So he goes through he he, he goes through his peak, okay, yeah. in the eighties, yeah. Rocky Ramble, right. and then there's almost ten years where he's just golfing and raising his children. Yeah. Then nobody wants to do Rocky Balboa. Nobody wants him in this. He literally has a 26 year old child attached to him, telling him what to do on the set of Rocky Balboa. The producers don't believe in Stallone anymore. He has to start all over again, yeah. but he's already made them billions of dollars. This right. is Sylvester Stallone. How must he have felt in that moment? Like mm. an absolute failure. But he can't wallow. He's in the middle of Rocky Balboa, and he's got to bring it to life, and he does. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, amazing. So I know. I guess I've always have um, related to the character. You know, when I first saw it, I was seventeen years old. I was a senior in high school. I hadn't done anything. I had. I saw this guy, like everyone else, related to this character, and then the more people. The more people told me I look like them, the more I had a chip on my shoulder that I wanted to prove I could do some things with it. Either that, be teased and feel bad about it, or make it into a positive. And, and then every movie that came out, you know, I guess, like, you you related to them in a different way as a young guy. You wanted to be, you always said, I want to be rocky. I want to be rocky. Yeah, yeah. I guess I did too. I guess I felt, so when you're an actor, you get to play these roles. Right. So I don't want, and I was, I was how lucky I am to, to be connected to and love this character. That's a positive role model instead of some slasher or some, you know, some, you know, crazed, uh, you know, evil character or something, but, but do you have a favorite moment of, of all the Rockies? Do you have all six movies? Do you have a favorite moment? I I guess I guess it really hit me in Rocky Balboa when he talks to his son, and at the time when it came out, I had kids, I had teenagers, mm. and I'm trying to figure out how to get them going. I've got I have two daughters and a, and a stepson, but I raised my stepson from five years old, and and these kids, you know, at times they're just not motivated, and teenagers whine a lot, you know, so. Yeah. I'm hearing him go, hey, the world ain't a sunshine and rainbow. It's very mean and nice place. You know the lines. And he's and you're better than that, you know? And and it just I love that. I guess, you know, yeah. and it works well anytime I give motivation to people in the character. That's so that was a gift from him to us, you know, just and he you can tell today he talks about it. he loves it. And he took his daughters recently, right? Yes, he did. Everybody, right to the I, very spot. Yeah. yeah. And he and it's it's gotta make him, but I don't know, man. Um 
I just, I, it's just so much a part of me since, you know, for, for the last, um, how many years now? So let's see, uh, one carry the four, three, six, 40, 640 40, years, 40 years. Right. Are you kidding yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of my life, man. I told, I told, I mean, you know, some people probably think that we're crazy as a person that we get connected to the character so much. Yeah. But I told my nephew when my grandmother passed away a few years ago, I said, when I go, Matt, I said, I, you know, some people want to be cremated. No, I want to be buried in my Rocky outfit. I want to mm -hmm. be I want to be in the robe and the trunks. And I want people to la have a laugh and think this guy's nuts. But he but he always loved the Rocky character. Right. Right. So I love that. You know? <laughs> So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to keep trying to tell. I need to write it in the the uh, old will. I do have. Yeah, some. you better put it in there because someone will pick out your best suit. You'll be there in a pinstripe suit. <laughs> no, you want the robe? Maybe put your arms up in the gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, they'll, or they'll burn me up. They'll throw me in the oven and say we're going to spread all right? uh, over our pasta. You know. <laughs> Stacy, before we wrap oh, up geez. and we let Jade get on a plane flying off to another convention because he's such yeah. a popular in-demand guy. What Anything you want to ask him or bring up before I give him our last two questions? Jade, thank you so much. You you wear it literally and figuratively in all, not just Rocky, but Stallone. You know, you went from job to job. You're not a stranger to hard work. Neither is Sly. You've been inspired by Rocky all along and you've, you know, tried to fold it into your life as much as you can. The sincerity in you is, is that's my favorite part of our guests. The sincerity oh, of everyone on yeah. here is that's why we do this. We want Sly to see how much you are inspired by him, his personal life and by his characters, all of his characters, because you've impersonated them all, right. you know, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and I just, I do hope Sly sees this so he knows how genuine you are in your dedication to all of his successes and, and that you're inspired to oh, yeah. impersonate him as part of your life. I, I, I hope he sees it and yeah, I hope he can feel how genuine yeah, you are. No, I in appreciate that. That, that. That's important too. I've, yeah. I've met him. I've only run into him a couple of times. So when they opened planet Hollywood here, yeah, there was a big crowd obviously. And he comes and he rides in on a, on a, on a longhorn and uh there's a place where you can go up on some steps look over and i get up there and there's a bridget nielsen look like standing next to me and i go and we're looking at each other like you look like bridget nielsen. you look like hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i and i had an envelope i had pictures and a letter and stuff i just want to give to him so i go through there's the kids are getting autographs and sylvester's like signing all these autographs and I, I feel bad, a little bad, but I barge through and I kind of push it through the kids and I've got my envelope. I go, here, Mr. Stallone, this is for you. This is for you. And I'm kind of doing the rock, Rocky voice. Well, this is for you, Mr. Stallone. And he finally looks up, he takes the envelope, winks, and hands it to his bodyguard. So I think he, he started to get to know who I was. And then <clears throat> the next time, Warner Brothers hired me and flew me out to L.A. to do a... Um, get Carter lookalike contest. I was to be a judge, which is totally weird. So I go out and I buy a suit like he wore and I'm supposed to be a judge. And these people are coming up. They'll look anything like him. But one guy was really animated and he looked like a nerd. So I said, he's the one. This is at Man's Chinese Theater. It was at Man's Chinese nice. Theater. Oh, nice. So, so 
I got a big, I got a leather jacket for me from my dad who was alive at the time and he lived out in the Long Beach and movies and posters and Warner Brothers gave me all this stuff. They says, Mr. Stallone knows you're going to be doing this. And I went to radio stations promoting it too. You're going to go to a grand opening in a small town. He's going to go to the main grand opening, but he may show up here. It's kind of a weird deal, and, but he knows about you. So I know over time he knew about me, I guess. Nice. And then the next thing was the set of Grudge Match with Robert De Niro. So I had done the Starving Games. The same PR lady was working on that movie. She's there. We're looking, we need a stand in. We need a stand in a tall, we need a, like a boxing double. And she says, I got the guy for you. His name's Jane Roberts. He's in Dallas. Okay. They flew me in. So I I show up at the soundstage and I'm talking to people and they say, you need to talk to him. Producer sends me this guy. He's the boxing coordinator. He said, he said, I'm going to have to interesting guy. He actually had sunglasses on the whole time. And he, and I find out later, he just had his eye problem with his eyes. He had to wear sunglasses. So he said, I'm going to teach you how to fight like Sly. So the, the actor that played De Niro's son was going to be the, the younger version of De Niro. They needed someone taller and younger to play the younger version of Sly. They ended up, long story short, not using me. For a couple of weeks, I was in. And then they went in a different direction. They ended up using CGI. And it's funny, the CGI guys came in at the end of it and said, he says, yeah, Jane, you know, you're looking great. What we're going to do is we're going to put Stallone's face on your body. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot. They don't need me. I'm thinking of myself. They don't need me. They're right. gonna put his face on my body. So I see. So he Storm comes out. He's coming in and out. He's coming in and out. And I go, hey, I'm in to be able to see him. I know when I did moonlighting with Bruce Willis, I never, I wasn't on the same scene with him. I met him. That was you in moonlighting with Bruce yeah. Willis when you were on the ringside. Hey, what, hey, what there was you Bruce go, David? Go, David, for it. go for it. That would that is the first time I realized that was you. That, <laughs> that's right, moonlighting. Okay, so you're watching Stallone, he's going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, back and forth. So he comes out and I go, I got this is my chance. So I gotta say hello. So he comes out and he walks by me this time. He walks by me into the soundstage, and it's kind of dark. And I'm standing there with another guy, and I hear this, yo. And he walks by, Sly walks by, and he throws something in the trash. And he walks in. He's limping a little bit. So I asked this guy, I said, did, he, did you hear what I just heard? Because I'm thrilled. He actually said something to me, right? He's giving me a hard time. He's busting my balls. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> He goes, yeah, I think he said, I think he heard him say yo or something. I said, yeah, he did. So when he, so when he came back out this time, I said, I gotta, I gotta shake his hand. You know, I gotta, I was trying to be polite and stand off sure, and right. professional. Yeah, yeah of course, I'm, right. know, I'm used to be on movie sets. I've been a lot of movie sets. <laughs> I ain't gonna bother Mr. Stallone. You know, he right. wants to talk to me. He's gonna, sure. so he comes out, I go, Mr. Stallone. And I just want to introduce myself. I'm Jade Roberts. He shakes my hand. He looks at me and he says, I know. And then he just walks off. I was like, well, of course he knows. He knows everything. He's like, he knows they're not going to bring people in and not tell him what's going on. So they're going to, he likes to, right, hands on. He's been a director, right? Right. My big question. So we have two questions that that we always close out our show with. So the first question is you're going through your day, whatever it is you're doing, cutting the grass, grocery shopping. All of a sudden, Rocky pops into your mind. 
What is the image you see in your mind when Rocky pops in? Is it Rocky one? Is it a Creed Rocky? Is it Balboa Rocky three? How do you see him? I, if a, if Rocky pops into my mind, generally, it's going to be the first, you know, like the first Rocky, you know, where he's like, I just love, I mean, it's just, I yeah. love that. I mean, the movie is the best. The first one is like, Hey, yeah. you know, I mean, the whole character, it sets up his whole character, right? Everything he says, like, you know, like, hey, you know, Cluff and Link, hey, yeah. Hey, you get it, the flies caught in the truck. I mean, all, and Joe Adrian, you know, you mind, uh, you, you know, um, you know, I thought I was thinking maybe we could go uh, go out and do something, you know, whatever, he's, you know, you know, lines better than I do. I mean, we could go on and on and I'm going to make it brief, but when I first started doing the voice, I had a friend when I, when I, okay, so when the Pesnell's gym and the old Chicago pizza thing came out, I was on the radio. That's where okay. I ended up borrowing the outfit. Ah. Um, and uh, a friend of mine, he, he was just an amateur photographer. He started taking photos of me and he said, he has, and he bought the L, he had the album with all the lines from the movie. It was on a, it was on, a, on vinyl, you know. Yeah, it, right? yeah, of course. And it was like, and he played it. And he said, and I had a tape recording. He said, when I play this, I'm pretty sure it was vinyl. I mean, this is back in the uh, early, early 80s. Yeah. And and he says, play it and, and, re, and redo the, because I was trying to get some of the lines and some of the, that sound like them. And it was one of my favorite ones came to be where Mick's at his, in his apartment. He comes up and he's kind of begging him to let him manage him, right? He says, yeah. he says, uh, where were you? Where were you? And, you know, took my locker and he's, and he goes, he goes, uh, how come you never come to my house before, Mick? Why did my house stink? That's right, it stinks. You know, I just I don't know why they, I was love. That's that. one of your favorite scenes, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's pissed, he's hurt, his feelings are hurt. Yeah. He's pissed, and he's like, Mick, he's like, you know, where were you? You know, you took my locker away and everything, and now you're coming up here. You're coming up to my apartment, you know? Right. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, it just came to mind, and that's why I, the Rocky, the first character, come on, it's just classic. I love it. It's he wrote it. He wrote it in what two days? He says <laughs> something like that. Something, yeah, something like that. All right, now listen. Last question. This is the big. This is the finale. So you've got you're at an elevator. You go in, slides in the elevator. You've got thirty seconds. You go two floors. What do you say to him? Uh, you know, Mister Stallone. I don't know if you noticed, but. Uh, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. And he's going to go, I know. <laughs> say, hey, throw me a bone. You know, I could play. I'd probably kid around with him. I'd probably say, you know, I could play your younger brother or your son or something. You know, you know, I'd love to do that. You know, I'd be and I'd be very inexpensive. You know, I would try to make him laugh. Right. And, I, and I would because you know, I mean, obviously, you can say I love your work. I mean, come on. So. Right. I would be like Drew, or I'd say, "Hey, you remember? Remember me on the set of Grudge Match when you said you know? Hey, you didn't recognize me this time. What's wrong? <laughs> you know? Oh no, I would say something funny to him. You make it. You you make him laugh. Yeah, I Not mean, yet. I just I watch all of his stuff. I I he he did like something I a comment one time like on Instagram. You know? Oh, that's good. Instagram with his daughters and that stuff. You know? And I love the fact that he's get this relationship with his three daughters. Mm -hmm. I have two daughters. I can relate. 
they will fuck you. He says they don't let you get by with anything. They make him feel like just a regular person, you know, because they bust him up. You know, they bust. Yeah. I, w- I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been a pleasure. Next time one of us is in the near vicinity, we got to oh. get together for dinner. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. let you go now, but I'm going to have Stacy text you my phone number because she has your number. So yeah, she's yeah. going to text you my phone number. And whenever you're around, let me know. Let's get together, brother. I want to thank you so much for the love, for showing up. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks so thank much, Jay. Thank you, Stacy, so much for your professionalism and my... Mm. Uh, and for your graciousness, graciousness, Mike, because as Stacy said, we're in competition, but we're not. Right. right. We're, you know, we have, we have our, we have, we have our, our, our specialties. Let's, let's mm-hmm. say. I agree. And, we have, and yeah. there's a lot of room under the Rocky tent. Yeah. yeah. I, I am not an actor. I don't have that in me. I do my tours and I show up at the steps and have some fun. That's what I do. We are different and there is room for for us to do that. And I just I cheer you on when I see you do anything online. I just I'm proud of you, Jade. I'm just proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you, too. And we're like brother. We're like uh, brothers in Rocky or Rocky and Rocky brothers. You know what I mean? That's why I look at it. But uh, I know you're a nice guy, so otherwise I wouldn't even done this. But thank you for having me. I don't want to hold uh, us up anymore. So I I just could. Yeah. Have me back. And then we'll talk about the uh, the starving games. I can't wait to go into starving games and Tulsa King. I'm starting to do Tulsa King commercials, too. I cannot wait. Jade, until then, like we always say, keep keep punching. Bye, Jade. Bye. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Great hair, right? Hey, <laughs> what a sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. No, Jade, Jade is a lovely, lovely guy, and he is someone that I, I've spoken to Sue about a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I, I wish I got to know Jade sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but listen, hopefully I have a few more years left on this planet course, doing yeah. the Rocky stuff. And I, I really I am looking forward to hanging with with Jade at some point just to talk about not even so yeah. much Rocky stuff, just life. Right. Talk about life. because I love people who are just kind and self-aware and just I want to put goodness out there. Right. Well, I mean, you're both doing that. And, and when he does come to Philadelphia, I'm assuming he'll do your tour. And <laughs> you guys have got to do a lot of film and video. I and, will totally and go to the victors. I mean, that you guys should go live. Actually, you guys Wouldn't should that do be a live. Um, that would be a ton of fun. Absolutely. That's seriously that. what. And talk about another ton of fun. We I forgot. This is a huge problem. We, you know, Expendables 4 just came oh, right? out. And there was Tim and I had our deleted scene in there, but we also had another of our Rocky Files uh, Mm -hmm. uh, fans in there. Uh, Joanne actually was part of the crew. She was supposed to lead, but there was a little jealousy. Megan Fox, who ended up being the leader of the Expendables in four for a short time. She was a little intimidated by Joanne. But anyways, this is Joanne's promo shot for the movie. Yeah. Awesome. Gunner. I mean, she really she. Feel she the kicked, thunder. See the- she kicked ass. She really, really it. did. So, you know, Megan Fox, you know, whatever. Forget it. Joanne, number Joanne's one. Joanne's the bomb. <laughs> I love Joanne. Oh, what a great episode. What a great episode. Now we I forgot to ask Jade where we can find him, but I'm sure we'll put up his yeah, uh I'll all his stuff. All his, but thank you. Yeah, Jade, thank you so much. So thin his bones. Sure. Part of his life, he just oozes 
all all the things. He does. I love to him. He He's really sweetheart. does. He really does. Well, we're out of here. We're out of here. One more thing, just a reminder for um backtrace backtrack cinema, pardon me, with Jason Nike. He is looking for videos. Um, and he said anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. So it gives you a lot of time to talk. He wants to know what your favorite Rocky moment is. So send that to back track cinema bt cinema on instagram but yeah he's doing a top 50 rocky moments and he wants to hear from the bubble and he's gonna do a big rundown with all of our own video beautiful. clips so send that his way beautiful that's all she wrote are we out of here we're out of here now stacy where can people find you <laughs> i am at had me at yo on instagram as well as the rocky files and on facebook at the rocky files podcast Boom. Michael, I wrote, about a little, this. I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music. It's not bad. You can find it at uh, Barnes, or, uh, Barnes and Noble.com, and Amazon, anywhere books are sold. There's a little documentary about my life that we talked about earlier. Jade was very kind about it called The Pretender by my good buddy Jimmy Toscano and mm -hmm. uh, Danny Janino, who uh, they did a great job with this movie. Uh, I love those guys. Fabulous. And you can find me at uh, uh, the the Yo Philly film tour on Instagram and in TikTok. So yes. um, check us out, guys. And you can always tune in every Thursday right here, seven o'clock, link in bio on YouTube. Until then, <laughs> keep, keep punching. punching.